This episode of the Get Fast podcast is brought to you by Trivelo Coaching, where we help triathletes and cyclists like you train smarter to race faster. You are joined, as always, by your host, former Australian Ironman champion, Jared Donnelly, and I am Jordan Donnelly. In this episode, we're stripping things back and we're talking about a concept that is very simple, but we would say has one of the biggest impacts on your training and racing performance. We talk about a lot of semi-advanced stuff on here, some things more complicated than others, but we really want to talk about one of the most simple principles you need to think about in order to really train better, train smarter, and race faster. And most people overlook this principle, uh, and you might hear it and think, no worries, like that's, I understand that, it's, it is simple, I, I don't need to worry about that, tell me more about power or data or anything else, but... Uh, this number one rule, this number one principle uh, can be the difference in people really taking their performance to the next level uh, over a period of six months, one years, two years, however long that they're training for. And it's something that you have to respect and you have to really pay attention to and you have to be really honest with yourself about how well you're doing it. So before we get into what it is, uh, just a reminder that if you want to download our expert secrets cheat sheet, with the very best tips and advice, all the expert guests on our podcast have said to help you train smarter and race faster, go to getfastpodcast.com. So, Dad, what is the number one principle? What is the number one rule that we need to be paying attention to? There was an old saying that's probably not even relevant anymore, that cash is king. Um, consistency is king. That's my that's my motto. Uh, consistency is king. Uh, if, you, if you dabble with inconsistency, you are going to get a different outcome. Rider A, rider B, one doing the same program as the other. The consistent person will outperform on race day the inconsistent person no matter what the talent is. And that to me is one of the really most basic things that I try to get across to each athlete. So before you roll your eyes and think, oh, consistency, it's just uh, it's just another it's very easy principle. I'm pretty consistent. How big a problem is consistency, do you think, when you look at athletes? I'd say it's pretty massive. Um, there's so many factors that contribute to inconsistency, and some of them are out of your control, um, but the majority of them are in your control. And we always say control the controllables, and that's one thing you have control over is your own consistency. Um, no matter how good structured program you have, if you don't give it the consistency factor, it will be an inadequate program so let's be really clear here what does it take to be getting consistency right what do you define as this athlete is doing well enough in the in the consistency factor well as you know we have very specific sessions based around whether you're a cyclist or a triathlete or or a trail runner or a swimmer Um, there are key things that you can't you you can't really afford to do a lot of inconsistent uh, training with and those concepts are really important that at the end of the day, when you get to the race day, you look back and you say, well, I was inconsistent with a couple of things, but the key things I was not inconsistent with. And, and that would be something that I would really pursue with vigorous determination that I would try to get every single session that's put in front of me done, completed, no matter how bad I feel or, you know, there's obviously asterisks to that 
injury and sickness. But, but to maintain a consistency and to stop yourself from getting injured or sick is also part of the process because that's something that will sabotage your own consistency. You know, illness is generally attributed to training too hard or that you're in an area where maybe you're a teacher and you're with kids or you're um, in hospital. Yeah, situations where there are sick people around you um, and you have a family with kids who go to school. So you're most vulnerable because you're actually training on the edge. Um, and it's really, it's really fascinating to see how quickly a, a great training program can be derailed by an illness. So, so you have to really be careful about what's happening around you and your planning. And therefore, it's just not consistency on its own. There's so many other aspects of consistency that contribute to consistency. Um, and planning is one of those things. So, so talk to me about planning then and uh, what you see as mistakes people make with planning that end up resulting in an inconsistent week. And... You know, don't get me wrong, I'm in the same position. Things crop up in your daily world, daily life. But at the start of the week, you've got some idea in your diary of what is happening outside of training with your work and family. And if you know that on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, there is a parent-teacher night or there's a staff meeting or, or you have to be at school early for something um, or you have to be at work early, you have to catch an early train because there's a, a Zoom video meeting um, whatever the reason, know that that day in the morning I can't train. So it has to be that night. So you need to have your focus totally on. When I get home, that's what I'm going to do. That's my number one focus. Um, so, so planning around the things that could sabotage your consistency is that important. I can't, I can't stress it enough. And the examples I have of athletes who will tell me I couldn't train Wednesday morning um, and I got home too late uh, Wednesday night, so I missed the session. Well, if you knew that there was something happening Wednesday morning, then obviously you plan around doing it Wednesday night. And to me, that's just common sense. But, but that is one thing that the athletes sometimes, whether they're using it as excuses because they're, they're tired. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you, you've, you've got to get to the start line in the best shape possible and by deliberately not planning you're just going to be getting there at 80 percent or 50 percent depending on how inconsistent you are so at what point would you say to an athlete this is a um, lack of planning and you're using it as an excuse compared to you know valid valid reasons and excuses that do happen in life that you go that's kind of out of my control yeah something that would something that crops up on the day I'm pretty lenient with um, you know it, it's happened to me just so many things have conspired that I just can't get to the session and that's okay if that happens regularly it's actually not okay because you're, you're not well planned clearly if things crop up on the day all the time then you need to actually think about your scheduling um, to prevent that from happening they're just roadblocks um, and in the scheme of a 20 or 30 week program or a 50 week program you know two or three sessions here or there each month it's really insignificant but if you start to get 25 percent of your sessions missed or 30 percent or you know 
dare I say, 50%, that's, that's an alarming proposition that will really inhibit your performance come race day. We have a rule in our program, don't we, which is results or reasons. Yes. And yep, that's perfect. Perfect. A perfect topic to talk about. Um, there's people who love to enter an event in, in the coffee shop or in the bar, but they actually are not in love with the process. And, and therefore, you, they're going to be a reasons person, not a results person. So their job is to try and turn that round. And that's not easy to do when you're a, a good talker, but not such a good walker, as we say. Talk the talk, walk the walk. Um, and, you know, that is such an easy thing to, to, to let occur if you're not actually concentrating on um, planning uh, to enable yourself to be as consistent as possible. So, you know, I'm always telling people, one session at a time, you know, look ahead but like, don't look too far ahead. It's like you know, it's like w- when you get to the marathon and the triathlon. Don't think that there's forty-two k's to go. Think about what what am I going to do in the next k? What pace can I hold for this k? When I get to that one k, then I'm thinking about the next k. So, so really, as I said earlier, the planning aspect of it really is the one of the more controlling things about what how the outcome of consistency can be achieved. And the funny thing about results versus reasons and why we put it as a rule in our program is that on race day, the the results on race day don't care about your reasons. They don't care about yeah. your excuses. Yep, and, you know, the minute I speak to athlete A, B, C, D, E, everybody's got a story to tell, which is fantastic, and, and we can categorise them into the results person or the reasons person. And the reasons person will have a long-winded story about, you know, I could have, should have, would have... If I had of the results person, that was the best day I've ever had. I'm so happy. Um, I achieved everything I wanted to. My training was great. I was consistent. And the correlation between the consistent person um, with reasons and the inconsistent person, uh, sorry, consistent person with results yeah. and the inconsistent person with reasons, that is, a, that is just a normal triathlon response that I have. So actually break down for me, I want to know from your perspective what the standards are that you would expect of yourself in terms of consistency, that you would expect of athletes who have high expectations of results. And when I say what, what standards, what are the standards, what do you see as, as acceptable in terms of consistency? Is 100% of the sessions what you're looking for, not missing a session? Is missing one or two sessions okay? Because where do you, where do you draw that line? The goals are always to be perfection that's the goal and we know that that's not possible we absolutely know that that cannot be achieved Um, I'm yet to coach anybody including myself that has had a a program from start to finish where there hasn't something something hasn't gone wrong so but that's our goal it's just like you know you set a goal that might be fractionally higher than than you can achieve in the race but you know you're not going to set a mediocre goal you're going to set the thing that's going to push you to the to the highest level of uh, training so so definitely i i think that we try to achieve a hundred percent but as i said it's a percentage it's a percentage game and and if you can keep it to 10 percent of inconsistency then i think you're in the elite category Um, once you get outside that 10 percent of inconsistent training then 
your results are compromised the minute you step outside that. And obviously, if you're in the middle of a four-week period and you've missed, you know, 25%, that's a, that's a, a point where I'm going, you know, what's going on? Is there something wrong? What What's causing this um, derailing of your consistency? And, uh, you know, spread that out over 20 weeks and, you know, 25% in four weeks compared to the inconsistency over 20 weeks is, is back to 10%. So... And it also depends on what sessions you're missing. Mm. Um, you know, in an Ironman and a half Ironman and an endurance bike rider, an endurance uh, trail run marathon, endurance swim, if you don't execute all of the endurance training, then come race day, you're totally underprepared. Um, your, your fitness levels are determined by how much endurance training you can get into your body. Um, you, you know, you can... You can train as hard as you like for sh- short intensity sessions, but if you don't complement that with the endurance ride, then at the end of the day, you're going to be underdone. And so, so knowing the sessions that can't be compromised on, um, and understanding what to do about those sessions if if you've genuinely got no time for a particular session, that is another skill in itself. Is to manipulate your program so that you don't sabotage the next couple of weeks because you tried to lump all the sessions that you missed back into another day or two days. I do want to ask um, more questions on that topic, uh, but before we go into that, if you break down a triathlon program, an Ironman or 70.3 program, there is probably around 10, give or, give or take, a couple of sessions. If you count you know, a bike session into a brick run, into a run off the bike as two sessions, there could be 12 or 14 sessions in a week. So if you're missing... You know, ten percent one—that's one in every ten. You're missing at least one session a week. So, um, is that going to be acceptable for you? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, if if you count it up, let's just look at uh, run off the bike. Say we're doing three consistently running off the bike, and we miss one, um, and we do that, and we miss one. Every, you know, six times out of twenty. Well those runs off the bike, they're not going to have the same impact as missing six endurance runs. Um, the Saturday ride, missing three of those as compared to missing three midweek rides, it's not going to have the same impact. Missing the endurance ride is, is going to be more detrimental to your program. So it's understanding um, every training session is important in the overall picture um, and and your goal is to be consistent to do everything, um, but but knowing the importance of specific sessions helps you make better decisions, and and enables you to almost sneakily keep the consistency going with some inconsistent uh, days. Not everyone would be aware of that, though. That some sessions hold much higher weight than others, and that. You know, they might think I'm only missing one session a week, but it is the most important run session of the week, and they don't realise that missing that is so detrimental to their running training. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And, and if you look at some programs and the Training Peaks uh, programs that we use have the the traffic light um, green, yellow, orange, and red. And if you looked at a program and saw all greens and then an occasional yellow or an occasional red, you would go, "Wow!" Just from a visual, that that person is consistent. So to be clear, green means you completed the session according yes. to Training Peaks. Yellow or orange mean you either went over or under the time it was supposed to go for, and red means you didn't complete anything. That's right. So, 
So just from a, a glimpse, it could be that the red happened four times over a period of four weeks. It happened to be all four endurance sessions, or one was endurance run, one was endurance ride, then another endurance run, then another endurance ride. But the rest of the program looks great. If the person missed one run off the bike and another run off the bike or missed uh, one of the midweek rides, that would be far less damaging to your program than having those reds in the endurance day. So even though you're looking at two programs that have the same amount of missed sessions, one is significantly worse than the other. Absolutely. And and understanding uh, that that aspect of, of your program really, you know, and as we say all the time, the more information you have as an athlete about what you're doing, the better decisions you can make. And, and that's why we talked about planning at the start of this is because, you know, okay, what's my goal this week? It, it's a recovery week. What's my goal this week? It's week two of an intense block. What's my goal this week? Understanding what the purpose of, of, of the actual week and then, okay, what sessions do I have this week? Going in and looking at them. And finding out, oh, okay, I'm doing strength on the bike, I'm doing hill repeats running, understanding that that's what the expectation is this week. So already you've framed your mindset around, I know what I'm doing this week, I know when I'm doing it, I'm doing it in the morning or I'm doing it in the afternoon or I'm doing it at lunchtime. So all these pieces of information that you've pre-planned by looking ahead at what the program's expectation are for each week, and of course if... if you get to a point where you're feeling quite fatigued, then, you know, the recovery week can't come quick enough. And it's not a time to stop training. It's a time to reduce the intensity. And and that will help with the consistency all the time. And, and you know, trusting the program helps with consistency. And it's something that we need to talk about um, uh, when, when you want to bring that up. But that is something that's really the next phase is... is You've got your great program, you're trying to be consistent, you understand what the, the outcome that you're trying to achieve each week, each session is, you're planning ahead, and then that's the next point. I do want to touch on that, you are right, but I have to say I am a little bit surprised knowing your personality uh, that with your coach's hat on, how lenient you seem to be on the consistency factor I know that your own personal standards for yourself wouldn't be that lenient and you, you must have a coach's hat on that, that is a little bit more lenient to other people's lives. But when before when you said even up to 10%, I was surprised that that was your answer because you really do demand a lot from yourself. And this was really evident last year um, at the uh, Nationals campaign that you set for yourself. And before you said, I don't think I've ever done 100% of a program but I think last year, correct me if I'm wrong, you set a goal 16 weeks out to win the Nationals and you were really not in form. You were a long way back. Um, you'd had a period of inconsistency yourself and you wanted to have a really consistent training program. And for 16 weeks, I don't think you missed a session. Is that correct? No, I didn't miss a session. But it's something we didn't talk about earlier. Um, even though it shows green on my program, there would be sessions that I didn't achieve the, the, the full outcome. At, at, I can vividly remember trying to do some strength efforts uh, on one Wednesday and I physically couldn't pedal the bike anymore doing those strength efforts. And I still rode the three hours that was required. I still had 1,800 metres of climbing, but I just couldn't do 
the three repeat strength efforts. And so that's that's actually still being consistent, yeah. but doing 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 the session, but but dumbing it down a little bit so that you can still get the time in, you're still getting some fitness benefits, but you're actually not hitting the target that's set. And and that is that is one of the things that I'm always advocating to people. Something is better than nothing. And just saying, oh, I'm too tired. Well, that, you know, think about it a bit more than, you know, I'm too tired for what? I'm too tired for a high-intensity session. Well, if I am too tired for a high-intensity session, drop it down to make it a, you know, a, te- a session that's not high-intensity that you can actually still maintain some sort of level of fitness because you don't want your graph to be doing this. You want your graph to be steadily climbing and then recover, steadily climbing, recover. And if you're doing really well at some sessions and getting some really good fitness gains and because you train too hard in that, you actually have to have days off, then your fitness drops. And we're not getting, we're not getting that staircase effect. We're getting like a wave effect where you are fit there, then you lose some fitness and you get to there, which you've only gained that much, then you lose a bit more and you get to there and you're slowly getting some fitness. But the, the staircase effect is you get to there, then you go straight up to the next ramp and the next ramp. And where you were in week one compared to where you were in week 20 is incredibly different. You might have started with a fitness number of 50 and ended up at 120. And the person who's doing the inconsistency might start at 50 as well. You might end up at 75. And you know that's a great example of how fitness at, at race day can be so different um, just by being inconsistent. But the point I'm making is there are sessions that I did do that weren't as as hitting the target as I, as I, as I wanted to, but, but definitely there were, you know, there were no misses. So I guess in that analogy, the staircase is, you know, it's two steps up and then um, just holding the position. Whereas Recover, the, yeah. get rid of fatigue and then step up again. But the a- absorb the fitness that you've gained. Yeah. The wave scenario is two steps up, one step back, two steps up, one step back, and it's just going to be a lot slower. Yeah, and it can be for any reason. It can be that you've trained too hard or that uh, things have got in the way or you got sick or you got injured. Um, and, you know, regardless, it's it's always a reason, isn't it? Um, and the other person's going to have the result. There's no doubt about it. And, yeah. and that's the point of this whole conversation today is we are here to get the result that you want on race day. And what are the things that are going to help you along that journey? Well, consistency is one of those things that people just dismiss so easily. I'm I'm training well. I'm doing okay. Well, let's actually look at your calendar and let's count how many days are yellow, red or orange. And let's count how many that are green. And then once we count how many are green, let's go into some of those sessions and see if you actually achieve the green because green is really based on time. It's not based on whether you actually hit the targets or Mm. not. So that's another aspect of, yeah, it says on my calendar, they're all green, but let's just go in and have a look and see, like I explained my session where I couldn't do the strength efforts, it still shows green, but I know that that session wasn't done um, the way it should have been. So so there's so many ways you can measure how how your consistency is going. And I'm once I've set that mindset that this is my campaign from here to there and I am so determined that nothing is going to get in my way and there are lots of things happening in my life and your life that can derail it. Um, but with really good planning and structure, I can get around all those 
obstacles and still get the outcome. And you know that I've got up at 4.30 some mornings to actually fit that in because I couldn't fit it in during the day. Or I've been on the ergo at 9.30 at night trying to finish off a session. That determination and mindset is probably one of the last factors in what you're saying. It takes planning and preparation and a program to stick to and knowing what you're doing, but then it's the determination to follow through and say that no matter what comes up this week, I'm going to fit it in. Yeah, and if your mindset's based around, I've got to be as consistent as I can because on race day, I know that if I look back in into the campaign that I've had, it's such an enjoyable experience just before you start going, huh, I'm so satisfied with what I've just done. And if someone beats me or I don't achieve um, it's not through want of trying. It's I've done everything possible to get the outcome that I deserve. Um, and at the end of the day, there would be very few people who who don't get that outcome if they've if they've been consistent um, from start to finish, and they've had a mindset where, you know, I'm I'm thinking about oh what just happened this week, and I see all sorts of data that I'm improving with. Um, my power's going up, you know, my run times might be improving slightly, my swim times are, are holding steady. You know, I'm really gleaning the information to make sure that I'm just not ticking the, the sessions mm. off like a box. I'm actually, oh, maybe I only did, next week I need to do more power on that and I know I can do it because by the time I got to the last one, I realised I could and I had, you know, six of those five-minute efforts And I was too easy on the first two. So next week my challenge is to try and hold 300 watts across all of those six five-minute efforts. That self-awareness and self-accountability is a whole other topic and uh, a whole other thing to think about because you yourself have that ability to say, well, no, just getting the greens isn't enough. I want to get the greens knowing that I did the sessions properly and only you can know that. Only you know if you did them properly or not because someone yep. else will look at your calendar and unless they're the coach like you and yep. going in and looking at the details, they're not going to see that. And thinking about that and thinking about that Nationals campaign last year, uh, you and one of our Travelo athletes, Joe, both had an equally consistent period. I think that's what stood out to me is that I don't think he missed a session either. No, he he is spot on, and, yeah. and, I, and I remember the day that I I left early for those strength efforts. He stayed and did them. Mm. So not only did he get the consistency, he he achieved almost daily the outcomes that was required. So so yeah, there's 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 good examples of how that can happen, and, and there were plenty of other people who went to to that campaign who who absolutely were consistent. Um, and, you know, they performed fantastic on the day, better than they than they um, had ever performed before, but they didn't get a result in the race. And that, that can be, you know, something that happens because the competition might be above your level. But that's a podium result, you that's know. That's right, it's, it's yes. If you've given everything, whether you get first or tenth, if you've gone as hard as and you that's can. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about... Um, getting the outcome that you are, you know, and for me, if I come 15th and I've done a PB, I'm happy with that. Mm. Um, there's guys who are better than me. Mm. Um, I'm driven by podiums, there's no doubt about that, and success. But, you know, there, there'll be there'll be definitely uh, some peop- somebody who's always better than you um, at, at some stage in your career. Um, it just so happens that, you know, as, as a triathlete, most of the triathlons that people are competing in, it's, it's against themselves. Um, and there's a small percentage, like the pros and the age group winners, who are definitely competing against others, and you're still competing against yourself um, to to improve your performance. But but uh, 
absolutely concentrating on all the detail about your program really contributes to a mindset that's going to enable you to be more consistent because, you know, you almost feel uh, like um, some sort of chemical release. Oh, geez, I'm on a roll here. Mm. I've done, you know, six weeks where I haven't missed, haven't missed a session and I'm checking, checking all my data and I'm really going well and that enhances the consistency topic and above all else in everything that we do as, as a coaching group, um, rider A or triathlete B, the person who's more consistent, not necessarily at the top of their range in every single session, is going to outperform rider B whose inconsistency is, is his you know, Achilles heel. In terms of that self-accountability, I mean, you and Joe were proof of that. You both, not that it's not about this, but you both did take home the gold at, at the Nationals and that was so rewarding for the effort. And I think there was a few people, trivalo athletes and non-trivalo athletes, asking, you know, what did Joe do differently? What did he What did he change to suddenly just skyrocket? And it, wa- it wasn't sudden to you, but it was sudden to everyone else. Um, and it comes back to when you really look at your program – being honest with yourself, and only you can answer this, is how consistent have you been for an extended period? Because we often exaggerate to ourselves how well we're actually doing, but if we looked back at everything, we might just be more inconsistent than we actually think. Yeah, and that that's a bit, uh, you know, putting yourself on the line a bit, and, and that's what you should be doing. You should be questioning everything you're doing. Joe's consistency was outstanding. There's no doubt about that, and there were other people who were as well. But doing... The program, the way it was written, was also outstanding and not a version of it. Um, And Joe had done that for years, a version. Um, And I think that was his biggest mindset change was, I'm going to do everything that's said here. And there were days where I was giving him early morning, easy 30-minute recovery rides at 100 watts, 100 RPM, 100 heart rate, and then his main session in the afternoon. And, you know... Not a question mark. Yep, I'm doing that twice a day. And there would be other people who I'd give that to who'd be going, have you made a mistake? I've got two sessions today. But but that's the difference in, you know, in mindset of um, what's the reason for this? The reason is so that I can recover just with an easy pedal so that I can do the session better than the afternoon. The funny thing is whenever we talk about a Trivalo athlete on the podcast, people always come back and say, I know you were talking about me on the <laughs> podcast. And that's funny because it is kind of a universal thing. It's not it's not one person that does this. It's something that you see quite often. Yeah, and the examples we're trying to give um, to people in the podcast is real-life situations that happen so that you can think through those things to get yourself to race day. And, and look, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. The purpose of what we're trying to do here is to help you get to your race day and achieve your your outcome. And whatever it takes along that journey, us giving you this information about consistency, if it hasn't been drummed into you now, it never will be. And and is it okay if I don't do that session? Well, I'll ask you that question. Is it okay? You tell me. Mm. And if you be honest with yourself, of course you know it's not okay. It's not, it's not fulfilling the program. So not sure why you asked me that question because you know what the answer is going to be unless it's something that's totally out of your control. But we can still manage to adapt the program to actually make the outcome of a missed session not so dramatic to 
race day. And this circles right back to the point we made five or ten minutes ago about uh, trusting the program and trusting the process. And a well-written program will allow you to be consistent. A well-written program will allow you to do what you said. And when there's a session, if you can't hit the exact numbers, you can still hit the lower end of the range. And if you are feeling fatigued, there's ways to manage the program and not not just be killing yourself every session where it's just too much high intensity, not enough recovery. You have to take ownership as well in this program. So um, doing a version of it is taking ownership the wrong way. Doing the program as it's written and then you saying to yourself, I'm really struggling today in this run. I can't run 450 pace. Um, I feel heavy legs. Um, But I know Gerald will want me to do this, but I can do it at 515 pace or 520 and still get the 50 minutes in. That's a great outcome from from potentially a missed session. So so you take responsibility yourself, understanding your body, and and that decision you made could stop you from getting sick because you're run down, which will, of course, create inconsistencies. So the minute you miss five, six days of sickness, it's basically five, six days of easy training before you can start the program again. In effect... Five days becomes 10 days. Four days off becomes eight days. Two days off becomes four days. So that's actually how the program works when you miss sessions because of illness or injury. If you miss sessions because of uh, poor um, management, you know you don't take the equivalent days off. You just resume the program. Um, so you know execution of your program, not only on race day, execution of your event, uh, execution of your program... Uh, contributes to the consistency or non-consistency that we're talking about. So to finish off, what do I do if I'm if I am honest with myself and I acknowledge that I am an inconsistent athlete? That if I'm being inconsi- inconsistent, and whether that's you know, not as consistent throughout the week, or I am having extended periods without consistency, what do you do as a coach to intervene? Well, people have always said that you know people never change their colours. Well, I think. If you're motivated enough to get a different outcome that you've got than you never got before, then then I think people can change. But you can't change unless you understand what things you're doing wrong. And planning for consistency is probably the key factor that people do wrong. They don't think ahead about what's in their schedule for a week or a month or whatever. We've got examples of people who are have said, I want to do an Ironman in 20 weeks and in the middle they've got a three-week period or a two-week or a one-week or a weekend where they've got no facility to train. No swim, no bike, no run. Well, I'd have to question whether, you know, doing the Ironman is the number one thing that you're trying to achieve here because you know that you've got this event happening in the middle of that program that could take you out for two weeks. So you're already compromising your program because of that planning. So, you know, you've got to think really clearly about when you select a goal, can you maintain the consistency that you need to get the outcome on the day? And if you can't, you have to consider not doing that event. So that's a really good example of how people will just turn a blind eye, I still want to do the event. Um, And if you were sick for two weeks or three weeks or injured, you know, my question next would be, are you going to be happy with an inferior result uh, because of this injury or illness? And if the person's honest with themselves, and I've done this myself, 
had some illness, gone to an event and performed really poorly and asked myself, why did I, why did I compete when I knew the outcome was going to be compromised because of what I'd experienced in the program, in the, in the campaign? And if, you, if you're going to say to me, you're happy with that, that's fine. But you can't be bitter and twisted at the end mm. of the day and, and you know, doom and gloom at the end of your race when you haven't achieved what you wanted to. And it's the same thing with if it's a conscious choice, like you just said, to go on holidays or take some time off training in your training preparation. You just can't expect as good a result on race day. Yeah, and that, that's the simple um, outcome, um, result or reason. Um, you know, I didn't do as well as I could have because of this. Well, but, but that's your... You've created that reason um, and you didn't get the result. So, so we do use that analogy a lot, results and reasons. And, and if it doesn't worry you that much, then fine. That's okay. But, but the majority of people who are listening to this are looking for the winning edge. And, and we're spelling it out quite clearly. Um, and there are lots of things that contribute to consistency or inconsistency. And that's what the point of this discussion is. And there's a lot more we can talk about with consistency. And it's funny, it's such a simple concept. And we've spoken for 40 minutes or so on it already. And we could probably talk for another hour and a half on consistency because it's such, it's such a valuable principle. And I mean, we, we haven't touched on, you know, more on managing your fatigue levels and um, understanding your own training. And like you said, the art of adapting the sessions based on how you're going and also the important part of consistent testing, um, the importance of you know, consistent blocks and periods within the training program itself. That's all kind of just more advanced stuff, but we'll just leave it on the principle of what you said at the start, consistency is king, right? Fantastic. Yeah, so that's it for this episode. If you Again, if you want to get our expert secrets cheat sheet to download the best tips and advice all the experts on our podcast have said to help you train smarter, and race faster, go to getfastpodcast.com. If you go there as well and enter your email address, we send weekly emails and that's the best way to have a chance to get on our Trivelo program as well. Just go to getfastpodcast.com. That's it for today. We'll see you next time.